If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Abigail13. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Switchcraft episode 147 is also brought to you by the NES Archive. Come with me on my little journey through the North American NES library one game at a time. I actually recorded an episode this morning and I had to record it twice because I forgot to turn my microphone on the first time. Yep, that's the kind of thing I do. But don't worry, uh, we did it the second time, and I think I probably even did a better job. So make sure that you head on over to youtube.com slash runjumpstomp, and over there you'll see lots of other content, but you'll also see the NES archive, uh, just my little piece of Nintendo history. So make sure that you guys check that out. Okie dokie! Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time that I can actually get to it. Uh, tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp and you will be greeted by these fantastic people. Today we've got Bravd, Vaxer, Zapdeseed, uh, Aerosleia, Kimbalina66, Link31254, and Zornand. Thank you guys for hanging out with me while I record the show. Uh, let's start with some... Uh, feedback. I got an email from Jeremy. Jeremy said, just listened to the last podcast and had a couple of ideas to contribute. While Waluigi Lanes sounds awesome, and he's right, it does, because it was my idea. So there you go. Uh, how amazing would bowling story be? Just imagine if sidebar game, if, ah, let me say that again. Just imagine if sidebar games, the people behind Golf Story, did a bowling alley sequel. It, I definitely play that game. Also, uh, okay, so that's the first point, and I think that is a fantastic idea, and sidebar games, if you're not doing that, why not? That would be great. Uh, bowling bowling story would be really, really fun, and I think that you could have a lot of fun uh, with, with uh, the, you know, the whole bowling thing. Make sure that you have a, an appearance from the dude in there, and maybe some Donnie, and, uh, you know, you're out of your element, Donnie. Uh, he, he goes on to say, also, in regards to games... I'd like to see brought to the Switch. How amazing would GoldenEye remaster for Switch be? I'm sure licensing would be a nightmare, but the inherent multiplayer aspect of the Switch could make this a great as a party game as it was in the Nintendo 64 era. Keep up the great podcast. Well, thank you very much, Jeremy, for the email. Um, as far as GoldenEye... You know, when, when you talk about the inherent multiplayer aspects of the Switch, I often think of taking off the Joy-Con and just handing it to somebody and you know you're playing a two-player game like that and I know that the original GoldenEye only had one stick uh, and I know that people made it work uh, where there was only one stick and then you aimed with the camera buttons but I don't know that that would work in uh, you know in the day where we very often have a first-person shooter game that has two sticks so I don't know that GoldenEye would really lend itself well to the share the joy, uh, that, as Nintendo puts it. However, I do think 
bringing GoldenEye to the Switch would be a good idea, if for no other reason than because people really liked it. Uh, people really liked GoldenEye. And what I would actually prefer is instead of like an updated version, I would just prefer that that when whenever we get the um, the virtual console, if we get the virtual console, uh, whenever that does or does not happen, if we had N64 ports and of course GoldenEye was one of them, that would be really cool. And I would probably check it out because GoldenEye was a game that I didn't pick up when uh, when the N64 was big. I never tried it, and uh, nobody that I knew was really playing that game. So uh, that's the, that's something that I missed out on, and I'd like to be able to check it out. I know that there's been updated versions, but I've never really uh, wanted to check them out, and um, I think having it on the Switch would change my mind. We'll see, though. You never know. I also received a, uh, a DM on Twitter uh, from... Oh, gosh, I can't even see who it was now. I, I missed it. Uh, but they said, uh, hey there, I'm an avid listener of the show, and I was thinking of the question you asked everyone a while ago about games that I would like to see come to the Switch that no one else is talking about. And I p finally thought of one. Game Dev Story by, and I don't know how to say this right, I think it's Caresoft. It's K-A-I-R-S-O-F-T. Um they went on to talk about what the game is, and it's basically it's a mold mobile game. So it was a game that was on like phones and stuff, and it was really popular when it first came out on Android and iOS um, a couple of years ago. And I definitely think that this is the the type of game that would fit well on the Switch. Um, it's the ki kind of game where you always want to have it with you, so you can do another turn or you know just three more things when you have an extra couple of minutes. So I think it's a very good fit for the Switch, and I think that that's a great idea. Uh, so thank you for sending in that DM. Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. Well, I guess what's been happening is people who have bought Bayonetta 2 for the Nintendo Switch, uh, in order to get Bayonetta 1, it's actually a download code that's included in the box. And people who are doing that go to download the game, and some people are running into an issue where it says invalid code. Well, Nintendo has... Uh, tweeted about this and they said that you need to reach out to them. So it said included with the purchase of a physical copy of Bayonetta 2 is a download code for Bayonetta 1. A small number of these codes were printed incorrectly. If you are experiencing issues, visit support.nintendo.com. We apologize for the inconvenience. So if you have been banging your head against something, trying to figure out why is the, why is it that this code isn't working in order for me to get the other game that's supposed to come in this two pack. Well, now, you know, uh, it just seems like they made a mistake and, uh, you know, they owned up to it. So it's good that they did that. Hopefully everybody who buy, who bought the game is able to get their, uh, their copy of Bayonetta one. It would be a shame if you bought the copy and were like, well, I'm just going to play Bayonetta two 
Uh, I already played Bayonetta 1, and, you know, the code is just sitting there, and you're playing it, and then, you know, maybe six, seven months later, you go to put it in, and the, the code's gone, and, you know, I think a lot of people might be like, oh, man, I'm under my code expired, and then they would just give up. Um, so if you're listening to this and you bought Bayonetta 2 and you, uh, haven't already tried to claim your Bayonetta 1 code, try and claim it now just to make sure that it works. And if it doesn't work, make sure that you contact Nintendo. Again, the website is support.nintendo.com and, uh, they should get you all straightened out. I personally did not pick up Bayonetta 2 or Bayonetta 1. I've never played a Bayonetta game and... It's just something that doesn't really appeal to me. It, it looks like a button masher to me where you've really got to have, you, you got to know all these combos. And I'm traditionally, I'm pretty bad at those games. I think the only one that I really enjoyed was, it was a Star Wars game where you were like Darth Vader's apprentice. I can't remember the name of the game. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with that game, even though it was a button masher. Now, I'm sure that Bayonetta 1 and 2 are both very good games. I've heard as such by a lot of people, but it's just not something that appeals to me, so I'm not going to be picking it up. But if you pick up Bayonetta 2 and uh, you are really enjoying the game, please let me know, or if you're not enjoying the game, please let me know what it is that you are, uh, what what you think of Bayonetta. Uh, Vaxer in chat says, The Force Unleashed. Yes, that is that is the game that I was talking about. That was a, It's a button masher. That's the kind of game that Bayonetta looks like to me, and for the most part, I don't like those games. Get the power to move with the Acclaim wireless remote for your Nintendo entertainment system. The Acclaim remote gets you mobile in a WrestleMania grudge match. Flying Airwolf. The Acclaim Remote's Rapid Fire Mode needs higher stores permission. In the battle for Iron Store, seconds count. So you need a controller with a look and feel you already know. Accurate up to 30 feet. The official wireless remote controller licensed by Nintendo, created by Acclaim. Get the Acclaim Remote. The power to move. If you have Fire Emblem Warriors and uh, you did not know, there is the Shadow Dragon DLC pack is now out. Uh, it includes new characters, three new characters from um, the Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon game. Uh, that's Navare, Minerva, and Linde. Uh, there's new skills, new costumes, new history maps, uh, new support conversations, new armor break models, and new weapons uh, as well. So make sure that you pick that up if that's something that you are interested in. Uh, myself, I haven't finished like the main part of the game yet so I'm not going to be picking this up but I really do enjoy that game so once I do get through that the the main uh, content I probably will end up picking up the DLC for it because I think that it looks fun I think that it looks fun and Fire Emblem Warriors is a game like I streamed it a couple times and I know that my chat didn't really care for what they were seeing when they were playing when I was playing the game they were like I don't know about this but I thought it was really fun, and uh, I'm going to be going to be playing it again. But right now, I've just got too many other games to play. Uh, but there you go, Fire Emblem Warriors um, Dragon DLC Pack is now available. The challenge is Metroid. The power is Nintendo. Defend the planet Cephas against the evil Mother Brain. It's survival or destruction. Do battle or die. Metroid only from Nintendo. So recently, I've played two games that are very similar in the way that they play. They are 
Super One More Jump was the first one that I played. It's kind of like an endless runner style game, although it's not randomized. The overall levels are crafted so that they are, uh, each one is different and it's that kind of thing where it's it's it plays like an endless runner, but it's not actually endless because the, the game is actually handcrafted instead of being procedurally generated. Uh, the second one that I recently played was uh, Atomic Run Gun Jump Gun, and I've got uh, reviews for both of these games uh, in the show notes that you guys can check out. Um, but we've got another game that kind of goes into that category, and this is a category that I'm really starting to enjoy. And it's actually a sequel to a game that I've played before, and that is Runner 3. Uh, Runner 3 is this side-scrolling, uh, th- well, it's it, it plays like a 2D game, but it looks like a 3D game. And uh, you play, I think the guy's name is Captain Video, and um, you can like duck down and slide under stuff or jump over stuff. And... More to the point of it being like an endless runner game, it also it feels like a rhythm game. Not Runner 3, because I haven't played that one yet, but, you know, it might. Um, but the previous games in the Runner series, I have felt were a lot like rhythm games, because you're playing this endless runner style game, but you need to jump and slide to the beat of the music that is uh, happening in the background. And... I'm, I'm a big fan of the Runner series, so um, the exciting news that was posted on the 15th it said, uh, Hey everyone, first of all, we apologize for how long it's been since our last blog post. We promise you uh, all it's not for lack of trying. We've just been hard at work submitting Runner 3 to Nintendo, and it has now been submitted to Nintendo. So what does that mean? It means... Now, Nintendo is going to test the game and confirm that it's suitable for release. Uh, then they will be able to start that rolling and uh, sending the physical edition to the game. So we now have confirmation that we're, there's going to be a physical version of the game uh, to the manufacturer for printing. So it's pretty close that we're going to be getting that game in our in our hands fairly soon. And if you like this style of game, I, I'm pretty sure that you're going to like Runner 3. I haven't played it, but I'll bet you that you can get Runner 2 fairly cheap. I don't think it's not on the Switch, but I'm sure you can get it on Steam or on PS4 or Xbox One. Um, You might even be able to pick it up on the Wii U. I can't remember or not. Um, But I think that that they're very fun games that I've played in the past. And I like the addition of the rhythm element uh, to the way that the game plays it. It almost is like an assist function if you're listening to the music and you kind of start to get that that beat and uh, you're hitting the jump and the slide buttons at exactly the right time and picking up the gold along the way. Uh, it, it's it's really a satisfying way to play. At least the previous ones have been, and I I don't doubt that Runner Three will be an exception or will be an exceptional game as well. You are playing with power. Punch out by Nintendo. 11 world-class contenders. Take them down with your controller, beat them all, and you've got a shot at Tyson's title. But for that, you've got to beat Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Well, if you live near Seattle, um, keep in mind that Emerald City Comic Con is coming up and there are going to have Nintendo is going to have teams there who will be surprising people uh, who are waiting in lines uh, around the convention 
uh, with the opportunity to play the new Kirby game, Kirby Star Allies, for Nintendo Switch uh, in handheld mode. So, you know, they'll just walk up to somebody and they'll say, here you go. Why don't you try out our game? Which is really cool. I like that they're doing that. Um, they also said something about if they see you like holding a door open for somebody or doing something nice, they'll give you some Kirby swag, which is cool, I guess. Uh, so, uh, they also said that they're going to have a booth there and you'll be able to play the game in TV mode, which I think that's how that's how most people want to play. Uh, but the the convention of Emerald City Comic Con is starting on March first and ends on March fourth, and it's the it's at the Washington State Convention Center. Uh, so make sure that you uh, check that out if you're in the area, so that you can uh, check out that game. Uh, I'm not super excited for the new Kirby game. I've never really been a fan of the Kirby games. Honestly, the first one that I ever played was Kirby's Epic Yarn. Like it's it, Kirby is just something that was always off my radar. It wasn't anything that I was ever excited about. Anything that I found interesting, I looked at, took one look at it, it looked at the art style, and said, "Ah, that's a game for kids." And when Kirby's Epic Yarn came out for the Wii. Yeah, for the Wii, I was watching a podcast called The Totally Rad Show, and this was forever ago. And one of the hosts, um, uh, Jeff Kanata, uh, was going on, and, and he and I kind of share the same taste in video games, I felt like. So I was going to I was gonna listen to him because he was going on and on about how much he loved Kirby's Epic Yarn. So I went to the store, and I purchased the game, and I put it in the Wii, and I held the the Wii remote sideways as you are to do, which is terrible. I hate, I hate the Wii remote sideways. Um, and I played Kirby's Epic Yarn and I really did not have any fun. I was really disappointed in the game and I haven't tried a Kirby game since. Now I'm sure that there are lots of Kirby games out there that are good games. And I'm sure that there are a lot of fans of Kirby games, but for me, Kirby just wasn't interesting to me uh bravd in chat says the original kirby on game boy was pretty hard uh, i never had a chance to check that out so um you know maybe if nintendo brings out the game boy uh what was it what a uh, classic the game boy classic and kirby is on there i'll check it out and we'll see but um the kirby games just don't appeal to me and i you know paying 60 bucks for a game that i already kind of feel iffy on is pretty slim chance so i don't think i'm going to be checking out that game but uh, if you are able to go to uh, the Emerald City Comic Con and check out the Kirby game while you're there, uh, feel free to write in and let me know what it is, what you think of the Kirby game, if it's something that I should be paying attention to or not. Who's Kirby? Behind the flabby facade, a physical powerhouse, a street fighter, a weapons expert. He's whatever the situation demands. In Kirby's adventure, evil King Dedede's stolen Dreamland's dreams. Now Kirby's fighting to get him back. Level by nightmarish level. That's Kirby. He's cute. When you cross him, then he's one tough cream puff. Kirby's adventure, new on NES. We're going to finish up the show by uh, discussing three trailers that came out. The first one is I Am the Hero. Uh, it looks like a side-scrolling brawler game, uh, but with a more fluid combat system, and I really like the art style, and it has like this weird, unique perspective, almost like you're looking like sideways down a hallway at the action. It's really weird. Make sure that you go to the show notes and click on the I Am The Hero link for the announcement trailer so that you can check it out, because... 
it's really weird looking. I can't really find a good way to describe the the weird perspective that they've got going on there. Um, there was also a trailer for what looks to be a survival horror game. Uh, it comes out on February 22nd, which is not too far away. The game is called Hollow, and the game looks very scary. I'm not all about horror games on the Switch, though, because the like it's not that I can't play the Switch at home, but if this game is available on PS4, then I'll probably get it there just because the PS4 will probably look better or at least have a higher frame rate, and I don't see myself playing a horror game portably. It just kind of takes you out of it. You want the biggest screen you you can find, in my opinion. Uh, so, But that's Hollow for the Nintendo Switch. Comes out on the 22nd. And then the third trailer that was another announcement game uh, is Sydney Hunter and the Curse of the Mayan. It looks like it's a side-scrolling Metroidvania-style game, which you know that I love me some Metroidvania-style games. Um, and it's coming out on uh, Xbox One, PC, Switch, and PS4, so pretty much everywhere. And it, it looks, it's got very simple 8-bit style graphics. Uh, the character's got a whip and also has some other tools at, that they have access to. Uh, make sure you watch that trailer because I think it looks really fun. Uh, I'm interested in uh, Sydney Hunter and the Curse of the Mayan. Can you even touch size? Square, rectangle, trapezoid, textrazoid. Nintendo introduces Tetris. Put a piece here, put a piece there. Use your thumbs, use your eyes. Find yourself Tetrisize. And finally, we've got two very important PSAs for you guys, uh, public service announcements, and that is that we've got some Nintendo stuff that's on sale. Uh, you can go to Amazon and follow the link in the show notes because I'll get credit for you uh, buying stuff through that link. Um, but you can pick up a Nintendo Switch dock for $60, which is normally $80. If you've got more than one TV in the house, this is definitely something that you want to pick up uh, just because being able to take your switch and plug it into any TV in the house without having to do anything is really great. We've got two TVs in my house and luckily we've got two docks, which is very, very useful because sometimes I want to play on my big TV downstairs and sometimes somebody else is using that TV. So I want to play upstairs in the bedroom. Uh, either way, I've got a dock there and I just dropped the switch in there and I'm very happy and 60 bucks is a, well, I, I know that there's some controversy over whether or not the dock is worth the price that uh, Nintendo is charging for it, but it's normally $80 and it's not like you can get it for less than that most of the time. So if you want one, then $60 is a pretty good price for it. Uh, the second uh, public service announcement is another Nintendo item that is on sale. And this is the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller, uh, which is usually $70, and it is on sale for $50. Bucks. So that's also a good deal. And it's that one is definitely a good deal. The, the Pro Controller is one of my favorite controllers of all time. It's incredibly comfortable to use, and I am a big fan of it. For almost every game on the Switch, that's how I play. Now, there there are some games that I prefer the Joy-Cons for, just because I like the D-pad on the Joy-Cons, but most people disagree with me on that. Um, I also like the short throw of the left stick for certain games where they have a lot of directional-based input and not a lot of 360 
degree input, if that makes sense to you. Um, but 50 bucks for a pro controller, that's a, that's a steal. So make sure that you, uh, follow the link in the show notes and pick those up at Amazon. I think they're also on sale at Walmart. Um, but I don't know how long they're going to be on sale for. So get them while you can. Can you even touch size? Square, rectangle, trapezoid, Tetrazoid. Nintendo introduces Tetris. Put a piece here. Put a piece there. Use your thumbs. Use your eyes. Find yourself Tetrazoid. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please be sure to let me know. It's some of the, one of the ways that I mentioned at the top of the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, the best way is to just share the show with a friend. Uh, just use your phone. Send it to them. They'll they'll have a little link. They click it and they can subscribe. And uh, you know. If you like the show, maybe they will too. If you're looking for other ways to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com support. And once you're there, you will find all the links that you need to help support the show. Some are free, some are not. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, big thanks to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of the music on the show. I really appreciate it. Make sure you head on over to their YouTube channels and subscribe to them and uh, tell them that you heard about them on my show. And of course, I'll see you next time, which will be on Tuesday. Bye bye. <laughs>